Welcome back to the Sooners Podcast. This chapter marks the beginning of six episodes which will cover the stories of the six Sikhande Prasang, it's called. This is sourced from the writings of Bhai Mani Singh and have been included here by the great poets and Dok Singh recounting how when Guru Hargobind was in Amritsar, various Sikhs approached the Guru and asked the Guru questions to which we have recorded answers. Now these Sikhs are mentioned by name in the writings of Bhai Gurdas in his 11th Var his 11th ballad, that entire vada lists the names of various Sikhs from Guru Nanak up to Guru Hargobind. So this chapter starts off describing one Sikh named Dargaha Pandariya, who had such a determined mindset, he would always stay and live with Guru Hargobind and would forever perform service to the Guru Seva. One day he claps his hands together and requested to the Guru, he said, O Guru Hargobind, Sikhs debate various interpretations of Gurbani, many of them fight amongst themselves in these debates and they don't listen to anyone else's explanation. They remain stubborn on their own interpretation. Guru Hargobind heard this and responded saying, Dargaha, listen, there are two types of debates or discussion that the Guru's Sikhs should perform, should engage with, and there are two others which should be discarded. The first is called Vad which we can call almost like an honest debate. If one has not understood the meaning of the Shabbat in their heart, and that person asks another, if they listen to that answer with love, they will grasp it. So this is the first, and it's called Vad. The second is called Hit, which we can call a loving exchange, where one, according to one's own intellect, explains one meaning of Gurbani. The listener should respond sweetly if they say that, you know, others don't, understand the meaning of Gurbani in this manner and perhaps there's a better meaning and this is the proper meaning here. That should be enjoyed, should be listened to by the first speaker. The one correcting the mistake should help him, give him the tools and the smarts to make him understand, making him an equal in knowledge so that they both may see things properly. They should both speak and listen to each other properly so that they can properly discern the meaning of the Shabbat by forsaking their previous uh, incorrect statement. They shouldn't hold on to their partisan interpretations if they are incorrect. They should listen and praise each other. If one doesn't know the meaning, then they should listen to the other they are discussing with. And if that person doesn't know something, they should ask it from another person. If they sit together and discuss virtuously with respect and etiquette, and with great love for each other, then just like how a lamp is bright, but underneath the lamp is, you know, underneath the wick there's darkness. But if you have another lamp placed beside it, that lamp will light that lamp's darkness. So in a similar way, if one person is sitting there speaking out the meanings of Gurbani by himself, that person's pride of his intellect is not destroyed because he's the only one speaking. But if there are two people there together, and they go back and forth, they can enjoy the flavor, the ras, of the meaning of Gurbani. And in this way, pride does not remain. This method fruits great virtue. So that is the second type, called hate. So the third type of discussion is called jalap, 
And this is when someone says something that knowingly is wrong, but just won't admit it that they made a mistake. They don't consider anybody else's ideas into their consideration. So in this situation, the two sides are arguing, both in favor of their own interpretation, creating different arguments and presenting endless amounts of evidence for each side, but neither of them will recognize the other person's argument. They just continue to go on and on with their meanings and with anger, try to cut down the other person's argument. In fighting and anger, they are bound by their sense of difference, superiority over each other. At that point, if they even hear praise of the other person, they just burn up in anger. This type of discussion should not be engaged in by any Sikh of the Guru. The mind does not become humble in this manner. Anger and vice rather sprout up. So the, that is the third discussion called Jalap. The fourth discussion is called Vatanda, where one always just tries to cut down and destroy arguments with great intellectual might. But they don't even have any solid argument for their own perspective. But anything else that anyone says, they try to cut down. Those people who recite, who do katha, publicly speak, those people, when they see these type of people, they just feel terrible. So these people should be also avoided. Rather, one should just have the mentality to just absorb the virtue from anyone with love, not cut down or cuss them out. One should never upset anyone's heart. Rather, they should always try to uplift and bring joy to everybody's heart. So the six listening to the Guru's words about the four types of discussion all accepted these directions with great love in their heart. So this concludes that discussion about the etiquette and manner to discuss Gurbani, where Guru Hargobind covers the four types of discussion, Vaad, an honest kind of debate, hate, uh, loving discussion, exchange, and Jalap, uh, argumentative discussion, and Vatandava, just, just wrangling over uh, someone's arguments. So in another story, a Sikh named Jamal came to meet the Guru. He bowed down his head humbly before sitting close to the Guru with great love in his heart. He had some prashad in his hand because they were just distributed. But he clasped his hands together and requested from the Guru. He said, Guru Hargobind, I have come into your sanctuary. Please make me your Sikh. Please give me peace-giving teachings. I've heard your great praise and now I have come to see you for the first time. I will remain in your sanctuary. So please tell me with your own words what I should do. Guru Hargobin responded to teach him saying, you should listen, recite, and contemplate the Guru Shabad. Adorn great faith and with that faith do good deeds. Understand these teachings to be the root, the essence of Sikhi. All the bodies in the world are made from the five elements merged together. No one is greater or lesser than anyone else. Everyone is equal. There are three components of oneself. The mind, the senses, and one's body. But within all of them is consciousness, chetan. There's absolutely no difference in consciousness. Those who understand this are my sick, and the bondage of their coming and going is destroyed. So Jamal listened to this and had a question arise in his mind. So he asked the Guru, Guru Hargobin, if there is just one consciousness across the entire world, which we consider Brahm, the divine, Vaheguru, then why, if one person eats some food, why doesn't the entire world get satisfied? 
If one person grasps divine wisdom, then why is everyone else devoid of this wisdom? Those who eat get full, and those who realize divine wisdom, they are wise, but no one else? Guru Hargobin heard this and responded saying, listen, wherever there are different pots laying on the ground or different residences, houses, within all of them, you can still see the sky, the Akash. Think about it. There is no difference between the sky that you see in the pots or in the residences. You can still put whatever item in that pot and that item will sit there. You'll see it and you can take it out. And if you go into the residences, the houses, you can light a lamp. But only that residence, only that house gets lit. The other houses nearby don't get bright. So in this way, understand that's how eating works. It is the nature, the dharam, of one's body to consume water, food. It is the nature of one's mind to understand divine wisdom, which is to understand that the true self, Vaheguru, is a witness behind all difference. This consciousness, this divine does not have any type of difference within it there's nothing you can do to separate it it is completely united within all the three classical modes of difference sujati vijati svagat do not apply sujati is a difference like two types of the same tree they are the same species but they are different the divine is not like this there's no equivalent but different entity out there to compete against it. So that's the first mode of difference you can think of. The second mode of difference, Vijati, is between two different beings, like a stone compared to a tree. In this way, also Brahm, the divine, is not comparable against anything dissimilar. You know, Brahm, Vaheguru, is everything. It is all. If you were to think that Vaheguru is consciousness, but the world, is inert, it is without consciousness, it is just material. That thought, that idea would be to think in terms of vijati difference, that you would be saying that the divine is not united within all, that there is some difference out there. Brahm, the divine is forever true, consciousness, and it is indestructible. But that which is illusionary, this imagined inert world that you see, all of that will be destroyed. This is why there's no difference of Vajati, that besides Brahm, there's something else out there. That is why no one can find a difference between this Brahm. And in relation to difference of Swagat, the third type of difference, this type of difference is like how a tree has different parts, branches, and leaves, or like on a person's body, you have a hand, you have a leg, you have a foot. But these things that you see difference in, that's not what consciousness is. Consciousness is without form, it is without body. So understand that the unseeable consciousness is Brahm, the Atma, the self. It is beyond qualities or physical form. But it is within everything, and it also encapsulates everything as well. Yet, it remains distinct from it all. Like when looking in the reflection of water in a pot, you see stars in that reflection. In that same metaphor, one's body is the pot, one's mind is the water, and Brahm, the divine, is the moon in that reflection. So the divine is within all, it illuminates all, but still remains different from it. 
but enshrine this idea of the self within your heart. Those who have understood this teaching, those who have thought about the world in this manner, those are the great Sikhs of the Guru. So Jamal heard this and then became a Sikh of the Guru. He understood the relationship between Brahm and the world. So after this, another Sikh named Kukko Vadavan came and he brought his son Ananta with him. Both of them came into the sanctuary of Guru Hargobind. They bowed down, clasping their hands together and asked a question to the Guru saying, The divine formless has taken form as Guru Nanak. Guru Nanak has started this tradition of Gada Prashad. They didn't adopt any other type of Prashad. What is the reason behind this? Why didn't the Guru pick anything else? Listening to this, Guru Hargobind responded saying, Recognize that the incarnation of Guru Nanak is the greatest of all. And in the same way, Gada Prashad is the best food of all. So they distributed it within the congregation. In the same way, the Guru's words and teachings are the highest, which focuses on the exalted true name of the Divine, Satnam. As long as the Guru sits on the throne, they will carefully pick out all the best items of, out of the world and give it to their Sikhs. And what great fortune to become a Gurmukh and to enjoy these things. The Guru has taken out all the best items from the world and given them to their Sikhs. In the way, the Guru has taken the essence from the Vedas and the Shastras and has recited this essence in Gurbani, the one which gives liberation. In the Guru's house, there is only the highest, the best of all held there. And those Sikhs who hold on to these items, they will never experience any pain. So everyone is sitting there, was so happy with this answer by Guru Hargobind. At that point, Nivala and Nahalu, two Sikhs, they came to the Guru. They bowed down and they asked the Guru. They said, Guru Hargobind, how will we be saved? Guru Hargobind heard this and responded, In all wood, there is fire. But without creating friction, without rubbing the sticks together, you won't get fire. It won't work. You won't take away your cold that way. In the same way, within milk, there is butter. But without churning that milk, one is not able to obtain that butter. So in the same way, within all of the Guru's words, Gurbani, within it is the wisdom of the true self, the Atma, which is the essence of all bliss. By reciting Gurbani, one receives great merit. But just by reciting it, one does not obtain the wisdom of the Atma, the self. When one contemplates and places the meanings of Gurbani within their heart, even while they do whatever work they are doing, then the wisdom becomes illuminated within and one experiences great bliss and the pain of coming and going into this world is removed. So both of them, Nivala and Nahalu, they heard the teachings of the Guru. They became very wise, reading Gurbani amazingly. They then started to contemplate the words of the Guru. They began doing Gatha discourse within the true congregation of the Guru. Everyone sitting and listening would enjoy the Gatha so much. It would have them all uprooting all vice and obtaining the Guru's teachings. Everyone listening would listen with such love and intention. And even the listeners would slowly and spontaneously obtain the wisdom of the Divine, of Brahm. Both Nivala and Halu, those doing the Katha, 
and all the listeners there sitting there, they all obtained liberation while being alive, Jeevan Mukti. And in this way, great amounts of people were liberated, all saying, blessed, blessed is the true Guru. And that is how chapter 41 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear some more questions by the six. So we'll pick up there. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Oh, oh, oh.